Let's begin with two more postscripts. Uh, you wouldn't believe, after we already started discussing it twice, how many emails I got just on the L'chaim, the clinking still. And each email, Bavarin says, I know we almost finished with the sugi, I just want to add. People are very fascinated by it. So let me reiterate, because um, I never know who's listening to what. The L'chaim is mutulagamri. As I mentioned last week, there are many rayas that it has been the minigus role, and it clearly is the minigus role. L'chaim. So people, <laughs> that's on T. Uh, people, um, one person sent in, he, he was surprised by the discussion, he doesn't know why it was a Havimina. It's a Gemara Shabbos that says Rabbi Kiva used it by the Chasna for his own family members, which is correct. Let me explain what the Havimina was again, because the, according to the Groh, certainly, which we didn't see inside yet, but we need for this, the Groh by... Uh, where he Asr is putting trees inside the shul, even though that was clearly the minig, because the Ganyam started doing it. And he held that even if we were doing it first, if it's not a chiv, then if they do it in their practice, you can't do it anymore. If it's not a chiv. If it's not a chiv. If we shake luluf, which we do, and they start Palm Sunday, which they did, it does not sell luluf. But putting in the trees, a remez, a sinai, but it wasn't a chiv, it was a minig. The guy holds us also. The chayyadim passes like the guy, or Moshe passes like the chayyadim, and the guy. Well, I'll, I'll document all this later. I'm ahead of myself, but I, I, you need the information for this Gemara. The Gemara here in Shabbos, Samach Zayin Abayis, the whole sugya, the whole Amud, starting from the previous time, talks about things that there was a shtarka havamin. It was darke ameri, which means involved in kishuf and other funny things like that. And it would have been also in the Gemara because you list of things that we have a minute is not Taka Amari. On this list is L'chaim, which means it was a half a minute that it was. And the Gemara Taka ends off and ends off the parak. Chamra v'chai l'pum rabbanon eimba mishum Taka Amari. That means the half a minute was very stark that it was. The Gemara has to point it out that it's not. Maitzah Rebbe Kiva sh'asa mishle b'noi v'alkol kais v'kais sh'hevi amra chamra v'chai l'pum rabbanon. Gave all the tamidim and all the tamid chamim a bracha Basically, it was a l'chaim. That doesn't necessarily mean, certainly according to the Groh, that it would still be mutter today if post-Gemara they started using an Avodah practice, which is after the Gemara Avodah wasn't as popular in certain areas, but it still continued. And therefore, that's why the question was brought up. Yaakov just came in. Maybe we should say, well, if it started being used over there, maybe we should ask if the Groh would ask if those are the facts. My comment was, I believe it's Mutalagamri, because we don't have any proof that was one historian claiming that they were using it for the Avodazar. Um, I don't know how widespread it was, and I think as I defended the shaking of the hands, which Paiskim were uncomfortable with, and certain Rosh Hashivas we described were uncomfortable that it came from a Gaiusha custom, I think it's Mutter for the same reason, is that we're doing it because Lachayim makes sense in the context. Uh, one who represents the Simon Bracha, it's a time to give a bracha, it's a time of simcha. You wish somebody to lachaim over the wine. We're definitely use, we're using a kaisha bracha when we have other mitzvahs to make it more chashiv, to make it a kaisha bracha. It is a simon bracha. Shaking in the hands, again, you're saying hello to somebody, saying shalom aleichem. Why would somebody shake hands? We want to make a connection. Ah, the guy are doing it more, we picked it up from there. Maybe that doesn't make it necessarily fukasayim l'saleichem. But that is, as I mentioned, the uh, Sabah Kadisha was, was, was not uneasy about this problem. So certainly, Ahavamina, Halachalam to the Minigiz, we say Shem and most people do shake hands. Certainly, the Minigiz Lachayim. And that was Moscow last week. It just a few people emailed in that, um, how can we ask for the Minigiz Yisrael? We, we mentioned that, and 
as this email pointed out, uh, of course, it's a Ferish Gemara. The Havmina still would be, according to the Gra, it could become also, even if it was a Minig, if the Goyim started using it in their services. So that's something we have to contend with. When we get to the Shavuos component and the Shittas Agra, probably in a few weeks from now, we're going to go over that in detail. Um, the other medrash I wanted to bring down, which is what you asked about, and we also uh, said, you said you heard something about Mises Basin, and I told you at the time, yes, it's because they used to have a strong wine, and they put in the, uh, the drug, and they wanted them not to feel more than necessary, which is interesting, you want the guy to have a kapar, I guess dying is the kapar. And uh, I always tell people the only two places in Shas where it quotes a haftalarecha with an application. One is you got to see your wife once before you get married because you have to make time after you get married. The other one is when we kill people. People always want to know what's the side of Shabbat. Uh, <laughs> there's no side of Shabbat. It happens to be the only two places in Shas. <laughs> uh, it's just funny. Every time I say those two, you know, it's, it's, I started trying to say them separately. Uh, one's a Gemosag Yedusha, one's a Sugyan Sanhedrin. Uh, the reason the Rishayim say why there, it's a funny thing, only two applications, the answer is because the Ramban's kasha is kamaycha isn't true because you don't love somebody as much as you love yourself because that's connected to din. So Ramban says the guzma means you should love what you like for him as well, and Ramban gives the whole shot. It can only apply, really, achamisa, because achamisa. Uh, it's, he's now going to be dying. The question is how you kill him. See, he's already not shava b'shava with you. Whatever the case may be, when you kill somebody, it's very meduktuk. After the ve'echa kamaycha. After the ve'echa is, Mar says this, why, you're giving guys kilo. Why throw him off a two-story building? Throw him off a ten-story building. He'll die quicker. Mar says, not a good idea because Rachman Latzlan, the body will splatter all over the place and that's really a nivel and that's not a after ve'echa kamaycha. Do we think there are stronger things to quote than after ve'echa kamaycha? Mar says, no, baralo misa yafeh. The Gemara said, why don't you throw him off a one-story building? He said, no, because then he won't die as quick. Everything is very measured. So this has to be a Maseira, because I would have said, don't give the guy strong wine and knock him out. He's not going to feel it. It's part of the Kapar. Gemara says, you do. So this Medjitan Chumo was what you were referring to. Or, more than necessary. And then the major says, "V'chein shliatzibur kishiyesh biyada kaishal kiddush hashal avdala." The Ashkenazic minig, are the Yekis still doing it? And make kiddush and avdala and shul. The old Ashkenazic minig. And notice how this major only says by kiddush and avdala. Minig Israel has included it in every l'chaim. And in the brackets over here, it says, "V'uyare misam hamavish shelo yebakais." That's very interesting. They would go back to the clinking again. I don't know, that must have been the instinct to poison people through cups of wine. I don't know, must have. So a guy's written something, and we want to wish him l'chaim that the following drink should be l'chaim, not l'movis, rachmal islam, with the poison. It's in brackets. I don't know if they were the chalufa girsas, but it brings it down. Who aimer? Savri maralanan, he's starting with Zebra, but aimer akal l'chaim, kalarma ke l'chaim yehei hakais. So Major brings it down from this idea that shouldn't be. Any misa associated with the Perdigamazahedrin, and according to the brackets, there shouldn't be any poison in there, and nobody should be trying to kill him, which again, I find a little interesting because that's reminiscent of the clinking with the Goyim who were trying to, uh, Malaysia's trying to uh, knock off their enemies or the people who are trying to what? Yeah, uh, 
So that's a Medrash Tanchuma, and there are many, many other sources. So yes, again, not to be misquoted, Lach Lamaisa, it's fine. It's the Medrash Yisrael, nothing wrong. We're just explaining why you can even discuss the issue if it became something fashionable in the Avodah services. And um, just a couple of hours ago, somebody sent in that uh, to run full circle, that he asked his father about the clinking, and his father mentioned he was by this Rebbe and that Tzaddik, and they did it, and we already mentioned that as well. It was something that there are sources that you want to enjoy with all five senses, and this is the sound, and we said, what about the bracha? It's certainly, as, as I uh, mentioned last week, the clinking gets me more nervous. If you have the minute, you could do it. If you don't, no reason to start. It's only not a chiv, and it's a little more suspect than l'chaim is. So um, that is a recap of that part of the sugya. Let's go back to page six in your handout. The one-minute recap we're going to jump back in now. We saw the Beis Yasef on Wednesday where Beis Yasef asked the Kasha, how can it be that when a Rome does the Romans do, you're trying to mingle with the government to be able to have the Jewish lobbyists there to protect Klai Yisrael from the Xeris and be able to undo the Xeris. And the Beis Yasef gave two Tehutzim. Teretz number one is that it's long-term Sakhanus Nefoshis. Long-term meaning that even though it's not direct, the Lechayra, Quentin, the Shita, if it's not right here in front of you, like the autopsy that's needed for investigation of a particular disease we're trying to get a handle on, it's not mutter, according to that Yehuda, if that's not the case, to violate any Yisr, it's not burying parts of the body. Well, Chaira over here, it shouldn't be mutter to have somebody be over on because in 10 years from now, if he mingles enough, he might be there in the right spot to help rescind a gzeirah. So what's the answer? The answer is, is that long-term, Sarkhan and I believe would agree, Lechera, is mutter to try to bavarn and try to put yourself in a matzah, even though you have to be every serum to protect Klai Yisrael, if we know for sure it's going to come up. And unfortunately, in this long and bitter gullus, it always came up as a question of when, not a question of if. And that's the first time it's in the Beis Yasef. So basically, we're being make-along, this is the Raisa, because we have to take care of Klai Yisrael and somebody can get hurt. Second terrorist is different than Afghaminas, and that is comparison to Chalamayid, where the Machlek is the Chalamayid, Chalamayid, the Yisurim is Daraisa, Durabanon, or the middle shot, it's Daraisa, but it's Mosul Chachamim to figure out what's Mutter, what's Asr. What's Asr, according to Chazal, becomes it is Daraisa. What's Mutter is Mutter Legamri, which is a fascinating idea. Uh, they also have some Yisurim Durabanon there as well. Amir Lakam is also Chalamayid. So they designed it, and that became the Dindarites, which is a very unique concept which needs further Hezber. Uh, we discussed it once for Cholomite, but the Beis Yitzhak really says it over here, like Sam. He said Chazal had to set the parameters, and they exempted the people doing Hishtadlus for claw work, also in mind that if they don't do it, it could lead to danger, but Klai needed it. It's not really focusing as much on the Sakhans of part, they left those Yisurim out. So where the people in government could be in the areas where they don't have to do, they don't have to dress up uh, when they're home, they don't have to dress up uh, so much. The areas where it's not necessary, they didn't matter it. What I will show you now is, interestingly enough, the Taz only brings the second reason, which I thought was a more Mechudish reason, and that is the comparison to Cholomoy. But before we get there, we're now actually going to see the Shulchan Aruch inside of Kuf Ayin Ches. I remind you, this fascinating sugya, which will take us, I uh, see now, quite a few months, um, it's one simon of Shulchan Aruch with many, many, many tshuvas and applications in the Achorinim. So we're going to now, hopefully tonight, tomorrow night, see the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, 
and we're going to touch upon the Bira Gra, and then we're going to start uh, the Tshuvas. Uh, take a look on page 6, Sif Aleph, Kuf Ayin Ches. Mechaber says, Now that you know some of the background, you see how these words are chosen and how uh, complicated they are. They had another one where it started halfway in the back. This one we haven't figured out yet. We saw this Lashon quoted from the Rambam reading the tour. This Rambam is not really understood by the Achorinim, all the way down to Ramesha. I'm going to show you what the Taz here says, but we'll get to Ramesha's Shuba later. You can't build buildings similar, free translation, but I'm not sure what it means, similar to the large buildings that are used for massive assemblies of the Tzibur, as the Goyim do. The obvious question is, is this an architectural problem that you're copying a religious place of worship, a church. Well, that's a problem anyway. You don't need Bukhari. This Rambam is this a din? You can't make a building for an asif of many people. Never heard of such a thing. It's a mitzvah to make big shuls and big areas, and you want to have a siyam ashas, 10,000 people, build a big building. We don't know of any such history. That's the problem. And Ramesha will deal with it. Take a look quickly at the Taz in Gimel, where he deals with it. Um, the Kitzri raises the question. Uh, the Ravid raised the question. He quotes the Ravid. I don't know exactly what this is. There is. He has a number of possibilities. Should you not make pictures on the buildings? Or maybe a building in the shape of a something. That's interesting. Stained glass windows are very common in churches. I don't know if all churches have them, but a lot of them do. Well, guess what? If you grew up in this country... A lot of shuls do also, and my guess is maybe Europe as well, or maybe they couldn't afford it. It's expensive stuff. Um, it's not too common today because it's expensive and people die, probably don't like the look. Uh, these have pictures of uh, animals and lions and uh, shvatim and all sorts of interesting things. And the question is, was that taken from the game, or is there nice artwork and there's no chukasayim? Because why do they do it in their house of worship? Because it looks nice, and we do it in ours. The question is, how goyish did it look? The Dominican Israel was they used it. Rather, somebody uh, called me. They stopped by the shul last week. We'll probably get to this later. And he, he called me, left me a message. He said, such a beautiful shul, everything, and, and gave all sorts of brachas, and I didn't know who it was. And he asked me to call him back. He said, yeah, he had one question. So I called him back, and he said, he noticed in the front, uh, right on top of the iron, there is a gorgeous engraving of the luchas, and the tops are round. He said, uh, did I ever hear that that's not the correct way? I said, yeah, I heard of it. He said, can we change it? I said, no, we can't change it. That looks expensive. Uh, I wasn't the grada. They, Baruch Hashem at the shul, they asked me whenever the shayla, probably nobody thought it was a shayla. Had I been consulted, uh, I probably would have said make it square. The Minigailam, all the old shuls had them around. Uh, the taina is that it comes from Michelangelo. Uh, he wasn't Jewish, wasn't from, never learned the yeshiva, and had a wild imagination about horns coming out of people's foreheads and all sorts of things like that. Um, so uh, he probably did it for artsy look, and it probably looks more pronounced when you round off the top. Uh, there's quite a bit of a tumult in the contemporary pace game, whether there's any Makar for it or not, but um, just in terms of a psak, I told the person who called, who was genuinely concerned, I said, I happen to be, I agree with you, if I had a choice, I'd probably make them square. 
but uh, it's not an Isra Chukosayim. I thought he was calling because he was listening to the Shir. I said, you know, we're on that topic, sort of. He said, no, I didn't know that. He was just visiting. And um, I said, I, it's not Chukosayim because we're, we're not copying the, the round-top luchas that they have in the churches. The churches don't have round-top luchas. They don't have any luchas. It can't be, you can't be even Chukosayim when you're copying, you're copying something that's only Jewish. By definition. So they he trying to know. It's copying Michelangelo. Said, Michelangelo made a mistake. There's still people who think they ate the answer of the apple. Okay, it's Amaratsis, but it's not Fukosayan. There's a difference between the two. So I, I, it's not Osir, and there, there are too many, not only shuls, Sidurim, Chemoshim, printed, it's all, it's all over the place. I even think, that, does the art scroll Chumash have, a, have an imprint of Luchas in the front? Square. Square? Okay. <laughs> Totally square, yeah. So square is more correct, by the way. I'm not arguing the point. I'm just, just saying, would you have to spend the tzvi? How much would it cost to uh, uh, square off those I things? Wasn't in the you were in the building committee, okay. <laughs> so it's just, but it's not chukosayim. It's a different problem, you know. But they're not saying that. They don't have it in any of their. It's wrong. See, Taina was bad chinuch. I said, the chinuch can't be too bad because I didn't even notice it till he called me. I dive in here. I have a seat toward the front. I never even, that's why I can't see it, maybe. Maybe it's too much toward the front. I, I don't even think I ever, maybe it's the second time I, I, I said, tell you the truth, I never even noticed it. And uh, if you would have two designs in front of me, I'd probably pick the square. <laughs> but it's not, uh, it's, you can't say it's usher because uh, you can't say 99% of Klai Yisrael is doing something wrong. And uh, even if he says, not pshat mechumish, I said, okay, it's not pshat mechumish. Is there an isser to, uh, to have a scene of something even though it's not meduktik if it's generally? Definitely not chukasem. I'm just putting it, putting it out there. You certainly wouldn't have to spend mom and hectish $5,000 to change it. That, that's, uh, what? No, it's from some Amorites who's a, it's a sculpture and he did it wrong. It's not, uh, you know, if, uh, if somebody had a very fancy painting and had Moshe Rabbeinu with a horn in front, that I would tell him to change because that's insulting. <laughs> that's not just not covered for Moshe Rabbeinu. This is not insulting. Uh, there is a Gemara, it's a Makar and Chazal, it was square. It's not right. And then, if you're drawing it, draw it square. But the shy, there's a very, very direct shy over here. Should you spend thousands of dollars fixing it? The answer is, I'm not at all convinced. Okay, anyway, let's discuss it afterwards, but it's nothing to do with Chukka Sam. So, the reason I got onto that is the Rivet is, is asking what it is and he, what the sister is. The choice number one is, Sholayas Atsuris Kamesha Haim Aisin. Whatever that means. Again, if it's copying a church, like why would you need the Rambo for that? Which is sort of what we're asking, and Ramesh is going to spell that out. Oshalayasim Simen. There's a totally different shot. I don't know how this fits into the words, to tell you the truth. Ram says, We're talking about the structure or the things on the edifice. The second shot on the right is you shouldn't gather the people the way the Goyim gathered the people. I hear that as Chukos Samuel's Lech. I don't know how it fits into the words. Uh, Ramesha is going to discuss the second option and he's going to bring the primary example. There is something, and I always wondered before you learn this sugya, in yeshiva, there's an age-old minig and the old yeshiva that had this and they had this in Europe. Um, there's something called a veker. A veker is a guy who has l'chaira, a very clumsy, archaic way of waking people up. And in Europe, at the shtetl, this is what it was. It was four in the morning and uh, it came time to slichas. He used to... Uh, take a stick and clang on each one of the shutters and go door to door. They didn't wake up for a whatever the lotion was. 
Uh, that's a very slow, cumbersome way of doing it. I have a much better idea. Take a large bell and ring it like really loud. They figure that out in camps. They're using a speaker system and they blare music and everybody says, it's awesome to wake up to music, which it is. And the heter is, is that if you've ever in camp, you know the first thing you do when you hear that music, you start throwing pillows at the loudspeaker. No one's having any hana from that music. So that's not the problem for the Zechel and Mikdash. So uh, with that said, you still should say, well, then it's always mutter because um, I always jump out of bed slamming my snooze button. The answer is no, most people want to make the music, actually enjoy the music. The campers somehow never get into it. I didn't see one camper, I was in camp my whole life, nobody started dancing on the top of their bed after they said Madani. Never happened yet. So uh, that's the heter in camp. Uh, but no one's using a bell, so why are they using a stick and going door to door? So the answer is, Shalayasim, Simen, Lakabit, Bar, Rabin, Gadar, Shem, Eisen, and therefore the Tzadah says you should ask both. Don't make the tzuris and don't gather people with a bell. Which is why you say, why do we think of that? The answer is, somebody got there first. There's always there's one guy who invented the wheel. There's one guy who invented the Keurig machine, even though there are halachic problems with the tzibah. And there's one guy, uh, why do we get there first? After you invented it, everybody wonders. But if it's something that, that works, which is not... So that's what's interesting here. Is as I started the whole shir saying, don't worry, we're not going to... Possibly answer everything because if you're eating hot dogs, even though it's very American, or apple pie, it's not also every time chukasayim because you're eating it the same reason they're eating it. Do you like it? It tastes good. So why are you using a bell? Because it's ridiculous to send around a guy with a stick banging on shutters. Yes, so, so the answer is, the chilik is, and this is a very important chilik, as I mentioned at the beginning of this year, the Grog goes so far to say that even if we had the minute already, that's already a machlekes. Once they use it for gathering people in their service, we're much more nervous about it. And they don't use bells to gather people to town hall for a vote. Let's say there's a national vote for a president or something like that. That's not the way they gather people. It's only for church services. That's, that's what I think is bothering everybody. And Ramesha says that's why we don't do it. Which answers up why we have Vekers. Now, of course, um, uh, I've spoken to a few Vekers recently. Uh, who have the job and they not knowing we're in the sugya uh, asked me if it was okay they have a much better idea they're going to bring a boombox and start blasting something so I said I don't know if that's great for the Tukorim and the yeshiva I'm not sure you know, it depends uh, make sure the unholy is okay with it uh, and then they said no they're just asking the shy they want to know is that an issue waking up to music so I told them the camp story I said I think it's mutter but um, why don't you just go around with a stick or, or just go around yelling and screaming so I've been doing that and it's like kind of cumbersome so, uh, the church isn't using loudspeakers, although the mosques are, big time. You have to spend time in, you know, Isaiah Biro and places like that. You know, you hear it all the time. So, that would be usher. If I would know Chazanis and I would want to start doing for all of Muncie here and start to calling people to Shabbos and Chamarev like that, I'm sure it would make a lot of news, but it also would, be, it would probably be an Esther at this point. Once they're doing it like that, uh, I'm not nasal enough anyway. I couldn't possibly. I don't know how those guys do that. Uh, but, uh, but that's their way of quantum worship. That's going to be a problem for us. That's the, that's the issue. Okay, let's continue. The Ramah, Hagah, Elam, Yehei, Muvdul Mahem, Bambushav, Bashar, Maisov. That's a pretty strong line. Muvdul sounds like a lot more than just the preachers and the Chashavar Azar. But you look at the next line. We can see it's for preachers, which takes many forms. Red, so red is still considered if it's loud enough. 
Again, it doesn't mean there is no tam. It means they don't know the tam. There's a chash. And they just don't have the Messiah. That's why they can't explain it. No, that's the good news. According to most place game, you can even walk into a mosque. I wouldn't advise it. That's the kind of That's a different sugya. Uh, but technically, if you wanted to go in, Sifleus is a chuva, and he says you can't go into any foreign house of worship. That's a machlekes. It's clearly not a bazaar. It's wall to wall carpeting, and they're very strict about that. Uh, yeah, but that would still be chukasem. Remember, chukasem covers even when it's not strict about bazaar, but that's their way of worshiping. It's still a foreign religion, it's just not the same severity as the church according to many places. Avodavar Shenegu, next line. We saw this example. A doctor, and he wants to put out a shingle that he knows what he's doing. He knows that the bloodlet or whatever they were doing. I say that because in the Middle Ages they used bloodletting, which might have worked. Um, we don't do it as a matter of course, but there are reports that it might clean up the system. They didn't have too much to offer in terms of the uh, practical, but you still need a doctor. The guard says he can't live in a town without a doctor, and the doctor, who nobody knew what he was doing, wanted to let people know, both for his panosa and for the mitzvah. So they had a special device. They wore this uh, cape, this overcoat, as they still wear today. Uh, he's going to give another example, but we're out of time, so we'll pick it up tomorrow night, and then I'll tell you outside about what the gun holds about this Ramah. Mitzvah